Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker. I'm an author, producer, two-time Emmy Award winner, and host of That Girl the Podcast. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and stories to help you become that girl or that guy in your life. That Girl the Podcast is based on the romantic comedy That Girl a Novel, which is now available as a podcast to listen to. Listen to each chapter about finding yourself and adulting in LA. Find That Girl a Novel everywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find it on Amazon to buy the Kindle or paperback of. For more, find us at thatgirlthepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thatgirlthepodcast and our Patreon page. Welcome, Christiana Maction from Dubai. She is joining us from Dubai. She's amazing. She's a matchmaker and she's going to talk about what it is to be a matchmaker, but also how we can date better and choose better matches for us. Yes. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I know that you and I had met through a WhatsApp group of like common coaches, like relationship coaches. So I'm so happy that we were able to connect. And like you mentioned, I'm in Dubai, so it's 10 p.m. here. <laughs> so I know she's time. such a good sport. <laughs> no, but I'm so happy that we were able to connect and make this happen. But yes, I am a Dubai matchmaker and also an international dating coach. And basically what that means is what you were asking in terms of like dating nowadays. I think that dating apps were great during COVID, right? Because it was a time where people, um, that was the only way to make those connections with others during the pandemic. But now that things are opening up, I'm sure that you experienced this as well. But there's a difference when you meet somebody in person and having that immediate connection with your energies, with vibes that I think during that time when we were kind of, I'll say, addicted to dating apps. (laughs) No. Yeah, right. (laughs) You kind of like lose that spark a bit, or maybe you've lost some confidence in yourself in terms of like social settings. Like maybe you forget, how do I even approach somebody? Do you even have the confidence more to do that? Because the dating apps kind of give you this, um, I guess like false, not like, how would I say this? Um, it's it, it's a very weird thing. So I, I've written an article recently. It was called like dating in the digital space. Mm-hmm. And basically it talked about how these matches or these people that you're speaking to, they live in your phone. Yeah. So yeah. So what it is, is that they actually don't become real people to you unless you actually meet them face to face. And then this has actually become or turned into where people have become disposable in a way. Right. And I think that has, it's a very, very harsh term. But if you think about people like that you haven't like seen in person or you have a physical connection with, or like even like a relationship connection with, they know your friend, they know your uncle, your aunt then they actually only live in your phone. They don't really exist in your reality. So it does make it much easier to dispose of them. And like, yeah. and this is where the thing happens as well in terms of the apps. So yeah. you want to talk about how to date better in 2021, almost 2022, get out there, go to different places. And I always say, do hobbies, meet a hottie, do something. I that love that. You really- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like do something that you really enjoy doing. If you like horseback riding, you like yoga, tennis, or even pick up a new hobby. You want to learn how to play golf. You want to learn to knit. You want to learn to paint, pottery, anything. Because even if you don't form a romantic connection with somebody, there's that possibility you can form a friendship with somebody. You can form a business connection with somebody. I'm all about forming meaningful relationships. And from that relationship, let's say you meet somebody in a pottery class, right? Maybe you make a great friend with this girl. Guess what? Her best friend could be your potential partner. I love that because I think, you know, people hear like, go start a new hobby. Like a, they're like, I don't have time for this, but like, you need to make time to actually have a relationship with someone. So like start with a hobby and start carving out that time to, that you would spend with your significant other. And I love what you just said is that maybe that cool girl has a guy friend that you're like, boom, that's my husband or that's my partner or whatever. And you would have never met them had you not started a hobby. I love that. Love that. Yes. And I also think too, that it's never a waste of time when it's something that you're actually interested in as well. Or, or something that you want to learn more about, even like a cooking class, right? Mm -hmm. So even if, because I also tell my clients this, that we say, we say in our minds, okay, I want to be in a relationship. What I think that people do with those kind of statements is that they put a lot of pressure on themselves to then mm-hmm. find a boyfriend, find a girlfriend, find a significant other, rather than seeing clearly and what they actually value and what they need in their life and in a partner. Mm-hmm. So, I say this, and this might sound harsh, but I do say, like, desperation reeks. You never want to be. You have to go into every situation with your high standards, but low expectations. If you're on a one-on-one date, it could be, hey, this person could be a great friend, business connection, romantic partner, or nothing. And that's okay, too. But once you start putting those pressures on yourself in that way, you're not going to see clearly as to what you actually value and what you value in the other person, because all you're focused on is I need to be in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people forget about what they need and what's right for them because of that reason alone. They're just like, oh, well, they're good on paper. And like, we're doing stuff. We're together. Okay. They're my boyfriend. I can like calm down. Like the holidays won't be so stressful now. Like no one's going to ask me, how single are you? Like, it's not, that is not the goal of having a relationship with someone. Let's talk about that. Let's just start there because I think that's the real foundation of any healthy relationship with somebody else is having a really good relationship with yourself. Like actually enjoying being with yourself. Like I like spending time with myself. I am good. I do not need someone to make me feel validated or to make me like be a better person. I don't need someone to complete me. I'm complete. We're good over here. It would be great to share life experiences and love with someone, but not become, I just did a podcast on codependency and not become Mm -hmm. codependent with each other because you're both trying to fill each other's well of, you know, stuff that you need to do on your own, right? You need to be a whole individual before you really start being with somebody else. And you just hope to God that they're a whole individual as well. And like, that's not to say that we're not always working (laughs) on ourselves and growing and changing. Of course we are. But like, 
for the most part, if you're like, I don't actually need someone. And if they come along, that would be great. But otherwise, like I'm good. I really feel like that's where you need to start from. At least if you are a grown adult, Mm -hmm. if you are younger, if you're in your teens and I would even say in your twenties, you're still (laughs) finding yourself out, right? Like you don't really know what that means quite yet. But like, if you were in your thirties plus, you should have a better idea of kind of like, what do I actually need? And if you haven't found it yet, you are not ready. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> no, and no, and I totally believe in this. So w- what you were saying about being like a whole person, I hear a lot of people um, when I speak to, when I speak to clients, we do consultations and they always talk about, oh, I need somebody to complete me. I'm looking for my other half. And I literally just had a consultation today and I told, I told the, this person, I said, we need to remember that one plus one equals two. <laughs> it is not that, that, that you're only half a person because you're not. You're a full, complete person. So that leads into what I actually tell my clients. I have this whole, I'm going to say commitment. It's a six-week commitment. I'm like saying program because I like commitment better because it's like you're mm-hmm. committing to yourself and mm-hmm. then you can commit to a relationship and all this. But anyway, <laughs> so I do this thing. It's called a Dubai dating do-over. There's a lot of negative outlook on dating here in Dubai. The women think that the men only want one thing. <laughs> the men think that women only want one thing. And it's like this whole thing back and forth. People think they're never going to find a partner here. It's a transient city and all of this. But I truly believe that there are so many quality people in, in Dubai, but also in every city. There are. They're missing one another. And as a matchmaker, I want to be that bridge. Mm. six-week commitment, I make you date yourself first. Nice. Uh You have to date yourself first. So it's this whole complete package that I have where I hook you up with a celebrity stylist, VIP hair stylist. You get an elite gym membership. You also get meditation courses, nutrition plan, wellness plan. Like it's this whole thing where you only date yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I think that when... I, and the reason why I created this is that some clients come to me and they give me a list of all the things that, that they want in somebody. Yeah. And I'm always, and then I want to hold, hold up a mirror and go, boop. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, well, let's work on you first because you cannot have, like, I'll give you an example. You cannot ask for a woman who's a knockout 10, who's six foot, who's blonde, who's also a lawyer and a CEO and a gymnast and a yoga instructor. That doesn't exist. (laughs) And if she does, please point me to her. I need to know her because she's a phenomenal (laughs) woman. (laughs) She's a unicorn, a true unicorn. (laughs) But the thing is, and then when they come to me with these um, standards or like whatever they're looking for, it's almost like, when I hear those kind of things come out of them, I'm like, okay, they don't know what they want. Mm, and yes. uh, they, because when it's like all over the map and then I get to know them and I do like, I call it my signature dating download where we go through, we talk about two, the two most significant relationships in your life and your most um, recent relationship. We go through pros and cons on um, both of them. Cause then I get to know you better. We look at the commonalities between these and then you kind of get to see like what certain things you're attracted to, what things you don't want in a relationship from like the cons list. We, then I have like 10 different categories and we, 
lay out like the values and the attributes that you want in each of these categories, including future, right? Are you looking for a family? Um, are looking to have a family? Do you want to be married? Do you not want to be married? Do you want children? Do you not? So it's like all of these things that you want in a future partner. Mm-hmm. From there, we actually look at your minimum requirements. From that list, we highlight the things that are like must, must, must. They must have these things. After that, we go through an exercise. It's called the B list. So B-E. What does this person need to be before they meet you? Mm-hmm. For example, on my B list, this person needs to be ambitious before they meet me. I cannot coach them into being an ambitious person. They need to have that innately in themselves because that's what I have. And I need that matched energy there. Oh my God. That's one of my, that's like my top thing. I'm like, you have yeah. to be ambitious and you have to be doing what you say you're going to do. Huge. Because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's, all about action too. And I think that people can say a lot of things and that's fine. I think that there's a whole game in that as well of, Oh, we should go to Hawaii. Oh, I'll take you here. I'll do this. And I, I, I call it chatter and I go, yeah, sure we should. But until you actually do it, I'm like, I, I don't even take it seriously. I just go until he actually books those tickets to Hawaii. That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> there is a new term called future flaking that has just been like trickled into like the ether of dating. Okay. So future flaking is Mr. Yeah, future like guy, right? It's a guy okay. or a girl. <laughs> it's a guy or a girl who's like, we should do this. We should do that. We should blah, 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 blah. We, 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 we. And I remember an old Sex in the City episode talked about this like guy in the in the episode, but a future guy. And then he never comes through with any of it. And we have all dated that future guy where you're so excited because you're so smitten and you're like, yeah, let, let's do it. We're going to plan. And then it never happens. So there's that. Yeah. And like, and, and I think it's like a weird game that gets played in that. It's, um, Maybe that person who's doing that future flaking, they're trying to plant a seed in your brain of like building this future with you, but then like not really having the intention to do so, but maybe doing that to go further in other ways. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think the game is with that. I would agree. But um, no, I, I love that the future flaking. I'm going to start using that. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I heard on, um, on a different podcast, this thing is called emotional masturbation. Have you ever heard of this? No, tell me. Okay. So it's, it's kind of similar, but kind of like on the opposite end in terms of it's when you get in a relationship or you're seeing somebody, right? You start seeing somebody and all you're doing is thinking about the future. Like it could be after the first date and you're like, oh, it's riding horses. Oh my, I I could see it. We're going to arm out in Kentucky we're all gonna have horses we're gonna do like it's like that emotional masturbation that like you tell yourself and like you're, you start planning all of the things in the future <laughs> very interesting that makes sense that makes sense and women I'm sorry women we're so guilty of doing that like yes yeah. if anything just <laughs> please stop doing that alone like save yourself the heartbreak because when it doesn't work out with that person it's like you've created this whole future potential and you've fallen in love with the potential of that relationship that was never there. It was like a few dates or a few weeks or whatever. And you're more heartbroken over what you made up in your head with the most emotional masturbation than you really Mm. were by the person. 
But what's interesting is I actually, I, I had gone through a, a pretty serious uh, breakup. And when I went to go see a therapist, she said, she goes, this breakup is not only mourning the loss of the relationship, but you're also mourning and grieving the loss of the future that you built with this person. The dream and it's, of it. Yeah. Oh, and also sometimes if you're the person that's being broken up with, you always hold that person, your former partner, on a pedestal. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting. And I, I went to therapy to like reprogram my brain to be like, okay, I need a third party who's like basically certified in this and can help me out of this situation. So I was actually quite sad. And she was just giving me tools and she was like, telling me from a third party's perspective, she was like, he wasn't very nice to you. She's like, you keep <laughs> right. putting him on a pedestal. He wasn't nice to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, he wasn't. And it's, it's a very interesting thing, breakups, but I'm telling you, anything that is meant for you will not miss you. Mm-hmm. And I always say these things. I, I know it's not like failing when like you break up with somebody but technically it's a failed relationship right Mm -hmm. but I love the term failing forward Mm -hmm. okay know what that happened what what can I learn from this how can I be a better person after reflection and then take that into other other parts of my life whether that's relationships with friends with family anything so let's go with that (laughs) so let's say that you have come out of a breakup Um, you're starting to do some work on yourself, which is good, right? You're in like kind of a good spot, but not like totally healed, but you're like, it's ready. I'm ready to start dating again. Mm -hmm. What should someone, let's just speak for women, right? Let's just speak for women here. (laughs) What Mm -hmm. should a woman do when she start, she's ready to start dating again? Well, like I mentioned before, you have to date yourself first. You have to make sure that you're completely whole. And what I what I suggest to clients is that they create a happy list. And on this happy list, so it can be 10 things, more than 10 things. Um, these are things that make you innately happy. This list is not for your mom. It's not for your sister. It's not for your friend. Only for you. So for example, one of the things that makes me so happy is Real Housewives. Like anything on Bravo, like if I just need to like unwind, like yeah. I will literally just Bravo marathon. Okay. <laughs> but um, what you do is you create this list of 10 or more things and then you make a, you print it out because you need like the physical copy in your face and you promise to yourself that you're going to do one or two of those things from your happy list every day. And what, uh-huh. yeah, no, it, it's lovely. And when you're doing that, you're putting yourself first. I see in a lot of like relationships, um, people actually think that they have to put their partner first. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, this body, you are like, this is what you're going to have to live with, rely on, be your entire life. Okay. There are so many outer circumstances that happen that relationships don't always last and that's okay, but you need to love you first. And put yourself first. So I always say, like, make sure that you're ready to date. Because also, I can tell right away when isn't ready to date when on the first date, they bring up their ex. 
Oh, yeah. You about they're like, ooh, that's so cringe. Why are we talking about past relationships? What's your name again? Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I have definitely been on those dates. I've also been that dater, unfortunately, where <laughs> I was where I just talked too much about my ex. And even though, like at the time I was over them, I think what there's two things. Either A, you're not ready to date, you're just mm-hmm. not. And you're like, please help me through this. Like, I'm still grieving my ex and now I'm on a date with you. So can you help me too? (laughs) Or people are trauma bonding. And that's a big Mm -hmm. deal. You're you're trying to trauma bond so that you can instantly create a connection. Oh, we have this, this grieving that we both have at the same time or have had. Let's trauma bond on it. And that is not how to start a relationship. So if you hear someone say that, they talk about their ex of any sort, or you do, you need to step back and be like, am I trying to trauma bond with this person so that I can feel closer to someone who may not be the right fit for me, but we just have some common air or commonalities. Sorry. I was like, how do you say that word? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's an interesting term, the trauma bonding. Cause that also, that's not really a relationship that's built on positivity either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I hear that, that actually makes me think, okay, that's not going to last very long. No. And they don't, (laughs) they don't because there's only, there's only so much you can bond on until it becomes toxic itself and it just crumbles. Yes. And going back to like the happy list, right. And also what I was saying about doing hobbies, get a new hobby, do an old hobby, continue growing in something, even like going to um, seminars at like the local university, learning something new, you might meet somebody there, but never do something like if you're like going out on like the hobbies and things like that, never do something with the intention of I'm going to find a boyfriend. Yeah. Because I'm telling yeah, every single long-term relationship I've had, I was the singlest. I don't even know that's a word. I was the most single I had ever been. And I was dating five guys at a time, walking down the street. Guys would pick me up on the street because I was so happy with myself. And I was so confident in myself that guys like that. Well, at least the right guy. The right guy is going to like you to be a confident woman who's very happy, who's successful, has a lot of things going on other than trying to find a man. And that is a guarantee that if they do like that about you, most likely they have done the work and they are healthy too. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, this is just a side note, right? But whenever I like go on a date with a guy um, and it doesn't have to be like we go on a second date or like I find him um, to be like a romantic partner, but I just find him to be like a really good guy. I always want to find out who their ex-girlfriend was, not for stalking reasons, just so I could say, thank you. You did right. You taught him well. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Trained by a good woman. <laughs> <laughs> you hope so. I mean, not all of them get, you know, leave with like the training. Sometimes they leave with good training and they're just, they're just jerks and they just leave and continue yeah. to be jerks. So, you know. Um, okay. What other things are we doing wrong in the dating worlds? Okay. So there's so many, but you know, there are, there are so many, but, um, if you are on the dating apps, um, I would like when I was on the dating apps, I'm currently not on the dating apps anymore because Dubai is very open. So if I meet someone out, I'm also like building this business where like, that's not even 
number one on my list. It's probably like number eight at the moment. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the whole point is, is that if you are on the dating apps, you need to make a rule for yourself. If this person does not ask you out within the first week of speaking to them, either stop speaking to them or say, hey, I really think that um, we should meet in person. I'm available on Wednesday or Thursday. What do you think? Or something, something along those lines. Like give them those options. And guess what? The worst that can happen is they don't answer or they say no. And then you know what? That wasn't the right. (laughs) That wasn't the right person for you. Yes, that is so true. Cause like you said, so many people just live on our phones and you're not having a real relationship. You're having a robot relationship, basically. You are. And it actually, like I hear like some people come to me, clients come to me and they say, Oh, we've been talking for two. Why? What are you messaging about? And actually, whenever a guy starts asking me like deeper questions on the app, I say, Oh, I actually think that this is a question for a face-to-face conversation. Yes. Let's meet. Exactly. I mean, apps, in my opinion, it's like you get some pictures, you get some background Mm -hmm. real quick. You see if you even like talking with them a little bit in small talk, and then you go out with them, period. Like otherwise, so, well, let's talk about the people who do keep you talking for two months and you're just like back and forth and back and forth. What is that besides keeping them as, you know, like, a person on your phone, like, what do you think is really going on there? So this person, right. Who does that? Firstly, girls, boys, do others do not get trapped in this. Like I said, give it seven days. And if you don't meet them, you don't meet them. Or you don't have a date set up, then you don't have a date set up. But if you are in this current situation, this person is seeking that emotional, I guess, attention, that emotional attention that comes with an answered message that comes with that banter in a text message, but they don't want the commitment or they're in a relationship and they're keeping you on the side to be like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out with Lucy, I can go out with Sophie, like whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I liked both of those names. Um, That's true. Or Mm -hmm. even if you do go out with them, I've noticed if you go out with them, they keep talking to you, but will not plan another date. What is that? Is it the same Mm -hmm. thing? So I, I advise my clients, um, if, if they're males, a male client, I tell them on the first date, if you really enjoy that person, ask them out for a second date on the first date. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just like the way to like seal the deal. I mean, obviously you have to feel the vibes <laughs> about it. And like if both of you are, you yeah. feel like you're into one another, then you do that. If you don't, don't do it, obviously, because you're setting yourself up for rejection. Right. But um, somebody who doesn't ask you out again, guess what? Dating is a numbers game. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to go out with you. Maybe, maybe you thought you had a really good time, but you never want to force anything. Because it's just, it's not worth it for you in the end. Because if it's not meant to be, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I, have to, I hear this term on a different podcast that I listen to. But basically, they say that there's a shoe for every foot. The shoe just didn't fit, and that's okay. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, 
I know, you know, I've been on like dates with people where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. And then they just ghost and you're like, what? Like, I really, I'm pretty sure I knew what was going on here, but you don't. And it really doesn't mean that it's a personal thing towards you, especially, and I'm saying this for like the women or the men out there who have like really done your work and like, you're constantly like, you're happy. You're in a really good spot. If that person rejects you, let them just let them mm-hmm. like, don't chase after them. Don't, you know, pop up in like their DMS, like two months later, like, Hey, remember how amazing I was? No, no. They knew they saw you. They said no. And do not take it personally because like what you just said, there's a shoe for every foot. It is so true. Don't mm-hmm. force that shoe on. Look at what happened to the evil <laughs> stepsisters when they did that. It was a bad situation. <laughs> Well, and, and, and that's the whole thing, right? And it is that Cinderella reference. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's that's interesting. But I think that p- people do get upset when they get ghosted or like you're mentioning before, that emotional masturbation of they've created this future with this person in their brain that they've made up. Yeah. So then it's hurtful for them. But this is why I say like the happy list and doing hobbies, improving yourself is what should always come. Number one, I, I say this to clients as well is you need to, when you go out, like, let's say you're going out with your girlfriend, right? Like this is from like a female's perspective, never go out with the intention of I'm going to find somebody tonight. You know what your intention should be? enjoying and having the most fun with your girlfriends because when you're giving off that energy of confidence happiness guess what you're going to attract the right guy and they're going to come up to you and be like wow look at how confident is i'm going to go talk to her i'm going to go buy her so you should actually go out with that intention of that if you're going to go to a seminar at a university go with the intention of learning something new be not only do you evolve and learn something new, a guy gets attracted by a woman who isn't focused on meeting a man. Yeah. Attracted to a woman who's focused on herself or developing herself or growing herself in any way. And you know what? I was thinking about something that you were talking about earlier is like giving your clients a list of like, so this is the list you're looking for. Now, do you actually fit your own list? Are you going to the gym? Are you taking care of yourself mentally? Are you really that person yeah. you're looking for? And I remember someone saying that to me a long time ago. And I've always been, you know, very kind of like taking care of myself. I've always been a very health-driven person, but it's so true. There are so many people out there who are like, no, you know what? People should just love me for who I am. And it's like, oh. Okay, so you're 400 pounds and you sit and eat ice cream all day while watching football. Like, I don't think that's my type. And you may be an awesome person inside, but clearly you need to do some work on the outside. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're still the same person and the same personality, the same soul, but like, there's nothing wrong with trying to make yourself look the best you can look for you. Like, do it for you. Don't do it because like, oh, well, if I lose all this weight, people will be more attracted to me. You could lose all that weight and people will still not be attracted to you because maybe the inside Mm. needs work. So it's like, do it for your own evolvement. Do it for your own happiness like you're talking about. And like you said, people will just be so like, what's up with that guy? Or what's up with that girl? She's so cool. I just want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. 
and you're not trying and you're loving (laughs) your life every day, not waiting for the one, just enjoying life. Because honestly, we have no idea when we're going to meet that special person, whether it's for a lifetime or it's just a period of time. So like Mm -hmm. why feel, I guess I'm just talking about myself right now, but in general, (laughs) like why, why be, you know, upset because you're quote alone are you really alone? You're not, you know, when you surround yourself with friends and family, what were we going to say? No, I I was just going to say, like, I actually don't like the word alone. I say on your own. Yes. (laughs) You're on your own. That's okay. Exactly. Just like like Rob, just like on my own. (laughs) Exactly. And like, and it, then it gives it more of like a positive kind of, I think alone is like, I'm alone. I'm sad. I'm depressed. No, you're on your own and you're discovered things and I'm I'm telling you like I have met men in the past and when I hear that they've never or they've never experienced living on their own like they've only had flatmates this is like when I was in my 20s yeah I used always say that was a red flag I was like that's very interesting to me because then it's like they've never been or had that independence where it was all on them to do something to pay to pay the bills. And yeah, of course you do that in, in a house share situation, but the independence factor of it. And also you learn so much about yourself when you live on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you do realize like you can do it again. You do not need someone to help you. You can do it all. It's funny. So I'm, I'm very like evolved in that whole, I know how to take care of myself. I have done it for a long, long time. Like I'm very happy but um, I had a girlfriend stay with me this weekend and she was so helpful in doing everything that it reminded me like, oh, I don't have to do everything and people will want to help and want to just be helpful like your partner will. And that's such a huge thing in a relationship. It's just being loving and helpful for helpfulness sake. And, you know, you don't know that, or maybe you just don't appreciate that until you have spent some time on your own and been like, wow, that's so nice. You just took my dish to the sink. Like I didn't even have to get up. Like that's so nice. And it's so simple that you really do appreciate people. It's, it's so funny because, um, so I have my own podcast it's called dating in Dubai and I bring on like different people, male, female, others, different sexualities. And they talk about their dating experience. And I had on um, one of my friends, he, he's divorced. And he was saying, he's like, so he's been divorced for five years. He lives on his own. He sees his kids uh, on the weekends. And we both like live on our own. And we were saying, we're like, it's so weird. Like living on your own. Like, can you even picture living with someone else right now? Because like, you're so like dependent (laughs) on like yourself. And like, you know, quirky things when you're alone. Could I do this with a partner here? (laughs) I know. I know. I mean... Yeah, just I totally hear you. It's so funny because you do, you get really content. And then I'm like, I don't need a partner. I'm good. But I'm like, no, I should probably try a little bit harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> so then what what's your dating situation right now? So I've been single for a few years. Quarantine did okay. not help that. <laughs> that was not this like that wasn't the goal. <laughs> I was like, after about a year of being single, I was like, cool, let's do this. And like I had been dating. But I just, I mean, so I live in LA proper. It is 
hard out here as it must be as well in Dubai, City. everyone that comes to LA and I'm from here. So it's different. Like I grew up in the entertainment industry. I work in the entertainment industry. It's really different when you grow up and you work in it versus when you come here with like big dreams, being famous and rich and meh. And so that's what I run into a lot is people who think that they're God's gifts, um, who Mm. are afraid you're going to take them for your money. And I'm like, nope, really? It's all good. Like you just, Mm. please be a good person. That's really what I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, So I just got, I tried this summer to do this whole dating experiment where I'm like, I'm going to date so many different people, like go on dates. And like have as many first dates or, you know, second and third as I can and see and use it as a numbers game. And it was so fascinating how that works. And I'm actually going to do a podcast on that. So I won't go too much into okay. it, but I kept kind of running into the same sort of character, but in different ways. Like not all of them were bad guys. Like some of them were great, totally great. Mm-hmm. But I just got to a place where I was like, I have a lot going on in my career right now and in my life. And I kind of, I don't know. It was a very visceral feeling of like, this feels dangerous. Not like someone was going to hurt me like physically or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But I really do believe that like my soul was like, really stop trying so hard. This isn't the way it's going to happen. I really Mm -hmm. felt it so strongly in me. And I was like, my husband lives in another country, at least another state. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And like, I just wanted to stop trying and I have, and it's really fascinating because I've been super content. I haven't felt scared. I haven't been like desperate or anything like that. I'm just really, really sincerely happy and content. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're going to meet him like any day now. Just like walking down the street, like there he will be. And now I'm like, but I'm really liking this and I don't want that to happen. I'm like really happy where I'm at. But like, I do realize that like at any moment I'm in the right vibration to bring him in. And I'm like, well, I guess so. (laughs) No, I I actually, I was going to ask you, are you getting hit on a lot more now that you're like this state? Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's nice because like, I'm not expecting it. And so when it happens, I can just be a really gentle, nice person to them and be like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, thank you. And more genuine. And and you can be more genuine. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're just so much more genuine. You're so much more low key. You're just like another human to another human. You're not in this like, no, you're not good enough for me or whatever we tell ourselves (laughs) as women. You're just like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's very flattering. I'm, you know, I'm either just not interested, um, or, you know, maybe you're just like on a break with yourself. And like, I just got asked out and it was so interesting because I was actually really not feeling well. And it was at work and I had just been like texting with my doctor, um, like getting a prescription filled. I was like, I am not good. I'm going to leave work at any moment. And this guy like asked me out then at my worst, (laughs) like at my worst, he was like, I would love to take you out. And I was like, this isn't personal. I'm actually just really sick right now. And like, I need to go home, (laughs) but thank you so much for for asking me. So, I mean, he wasn't the type that I would typically want to go out with. I didn't feel the chemistry, you know, it wasn't like a a match, but I just, I think too, it's so important to be nice to people, especially when there is rejection involved. Let's talk about rejection real fast. Cause that's a huge part of dating. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when you're getting rejected, it's painful. And if you are the one doing the rejection, I have the same kind of sentences, paragraph Mm. that I give (laughs) to people or maybe on the phone. It's just that like, we're just not a romantic, there's not a romantic connection, you know, like I really Mm -hmm. wanted to like explore this and see, but like at the end of the day, like, I just don't think we're the right romantic fit. And that's, that's it. You know, it's not like you're a bad person or anything was really wrong with you. It's (laughs) just, just that, that thing wasn't there. And I know women get a lot of this whole, like, oh, there wasn't chemistry, but I do think that there has to be some kind of a something stirring when you first meet someone, at least an interest of them, you know, yeah. and it could just come even as a friendship, but just like some kind of interest or some sort of pull. But if there really isn't anything there, like don't force the situation. Cause I have forced the situation so many times where I should have just been like, Nope, next. <laughs> no, like definitely don't force it. And in terms of like rejecting somebody, if you're the person who is rejecting, like what you said, you have like kind of like what you say uh, to a person. I always think that it's very important to be direct, but to be kind. So to be direct, be kind so that you're not leading the other person on. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my position, I am a matchmaker. <laughs> so, oh, so you had to do it all the time. You. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I tell them, I'm like, but I can actually help you find a match. Mm-hmm. And I, said, I was like, maybe you and I, I was like, I don't think that you and I are the correct match, but my business is this. Wow. Let me help you find a match. That's and, amazing. But, yeah, but if you aren't a matchmaker, right? And let's say this guy is great, but he's just not for you. Set him up with one of your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that. Kind right. of like a pay it forward thing because then he might set you up with one of his friends. You never know. That's so true. I love that. That is such yeah. a piece of advice. People just start setting people up. Just, just do yeah. it. <laughs> and also that being kind and being nice to somebody goes a long way because the dating pool is is small no matter if you're in LA you're in Dubai you're in New York people know people and you are going to be rude to somebody um and let's say just wasn't a connection there's no need to be rude to anybody we're all human beings we all are in this weird dating experiment like <laughs> you know so um and it's a weird thing that's a lot of pressure stress anxiety so you don't want to make somebody not feel good about themselves basically but then also it's kind of like us in business, right? Testimonials, referrals, they can give you a good referral to a friend. And like, you have to think about that and what your actual, like how you treat people is going to be your reputation and what's going to carry forth. That's such good advice. That's such good advice. Just be nicer people. You don't have to, I mean, unless that person's a real freak, you know, then like cut it off. Yeah. Like be kind, Mm -hmm. just be kind. Mm -hmm. I loved having you on. Will you come back and we can talk about other things? (laughs) 
Yes, yes, yes. And I just wanted to give a shout. So yes, I am a Dubai matchmaker, but I also do international dating coaching. So what I was talking about earlier, like my signature download, we can do that over Zoom and we create this whole like Excel spreadsheet. Then you have that forever and you can use that in your dating direction and gives you some kind of guidelines for yourself. So people, if you're interested, at christiana.maction. And then I'm sure we'll put the description yes. everything will <laughs> long be in the show notes you can definitely go follow her all the thing is thank you so much christiana this was so fun thank you for having me and you and i will connect over whatsapp yes we will <laughs> okay, bye. thanks so much for listening to the podcast remember sharing is caring make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review we really rely on this to help get the podcast out there Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.